Join us now for Health for Life, brought to you by Hamilton Healthcare System. Today we're talking with Dr. Emily Brandt of Anishaw Children's Institute in Dalton. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Brandt. Thank you for having me. Dr. Brandt is a board-certified child developmental pediatrician at Anna Shaw Children's Institute, located at 1201 Burleson Road behind Hamilton Medical Center in Dalton, Georgia. She specializes in attention disorders, autism spectrum disorders, behavioral and developmental challenges, and more. Dr. Brandt graduated from Southern Adventist University and then attended medical school and completed her internship and residency at Loma Linda University. She obtained her fellowship in developmental behavioral pediatrics at the University of Iowa. Dr. Brandt has assisted with educating medical students, pediatrics residents, and child psychiatry residents during her fellowship at the University of Iowa and as a member of the faculty at the University of Tennessee College of Medicine in Chattanooga. Today we're going to talk about children's speech disorders and speech skills. Dr. Brent, why is this an important topic? Well, words and communicating with other people are such an important part of what we do that we often don't stop to think about how important they are. Children need to understand how to use words effectively for things like asking for basic needs, such as getting a drink, getting help when they're feeling sick or hurting, and showing what they know at school. They also need them to make friends and later learn to read, which will eventually obviously be a big part of their life through their jobs. For many children, learning to speak and understand what other people say comes naturally. They may need to be reminded to use proper sentences or use polite words, but they learn to use the words easily. But for nearly 8% of children, learning to speak becomes a problem. These children may become frustrated or angry when they need something but can't tell others. They may give up on playing with other children or fall behind at school because teachers and friends can't understand them. And these patterns can have a lifelong impact if they're not corrected early. When you think about speech, what do you mean exactly? So when we talk about speech or communication skills, we often start by looking at actions to communicate, like pointing or waving. Then we expect children to use their first single words, sort of one at a time, and then slowly start combining them into sentences. We need to think about how a child pronounces a word and whether other people can understand them. And we also watch how children understand what's said to them, how they tell stories, and how they learn to answer questions or talk back and forth in a conversation. So there are many parts of speech that are important for children to learn and many different areas that can become a problem for them. So that sounds like there are several different types of problems that children can have with their speech. Exactly. While some children do not speak at all, other children may speak but not understand how to have a conversation with another child. Other children may stutter or get stuck on certain parts or sounds of a word that makes it difficult for them to be understood. And as all children get older, they learn to say more and more letter sounds, which helps other people understand their words. While many words a children says are difficult to understand early on, by four years of age, we expect that even a stranger can understand what the child is saying, although they're still learning a few of those sounds. I understand. What would cause some of these types of speech problems? 
Well, there are many different reasons that a child could be behind with learning new skills. For instance, if they have a hearing problem, they may not hear many words and may not learn to say words correctly. Some children may have another problem causing the speech problems, such as autism or intellectual disability or a genetic syndrome. And some children simply have a delay that catches up with help from a therapist. Obviously, speech is a big part of our lives. What are some of the ways that you see speech problems impacting children today? Well, like I briefly mentioned before, problems with speech can make it harder for children to make friends and play with other children, make it harder for children to behave, and make it harder to learn. Behave? What are some behavioral problems that you might see with children who have trouble with their speech? A common problem we see is frustration and anger or temper tantrums. While lots of children have temper tantrums for different reasons, one big reason for young children is that they know what they want but don't know how to ask for it. As children get older, they start using words to ask for things and usually start crying less. But if a child has speech problems, they may be older, still knowing what they want, but not able to ask for it in a way that people can understand. And that's really frustrating and can often lead to getting angry. Just think how frustrating it is for you as an adult to be trying to explain your view on something, but the other person isn't really listening or doesn't try to understand what you're saying. Adults can get really upset in that situation. And children feel the same way since they don't often have the words to say what they need. The good news is that this type of behavior problem often gets better as the child learns to talk more effectively as they get older or work with a therapist. Now, you also mentioned problems with the learning. What do parents need to be watching for in a child's learning if they have speech problems? That's a good question, and it's important for parents to consider because a large percentage of children with early speech delays will struggle with reading as well. While we talk about the overall term being a reading disability, there are different parts of reading that may be affected. For instance, children who have difficulty pronouncing different letter sounds may struggle to sound out words correctly. Another possibility is that children who don't have a large vocabulary may struggle to learn new words or struggle to really understand what a story is saying to answer questions about it. So you can see how the words a child knows and understands are the building blocks for later learning to read, making it so important to strengthen their speech when they're young. Now, how do you know if your child is not speaking the way they should be? Well, parents often pick up on concerns because they know their child better than anyone else. Sometimes they just have a nagging worry, or sometimes they compare them to other children their age or other children in the family. Then, when your child goes to the pediatrician for their well-child checks, they'll usually ask a lot of questions or have people fill out paperwork asking if the child can do certain things. The doctor or nurse practitioner will then check that against what's expected for your child's age. So it's very important to go to those regular appointments with your pediatrician. Another way families can learn is to look at what's expected on the Center for Disease Control and Prevention website. They have a website as well as a milestone tracker app that have helpful pages showing you what to expect at different steps in your child's life, including pictures and videos that show some of the different skills that your child should be learning to do at that age. It's a great resource for families to know what to expect. Then during a visit to the pediatrician, 
the doctor or nurse practitioner will decide if your child seems far enough behind that they need to start therapy. If so, they may send them to a clinic or a hospital for evaluation or to work with someone called a speech therapist. I got you. Now, is there anything parents can do while they're waiting for an appointment to see the doctor? Actually, there's another important place that your doctor will probably send you that parents can contact without waiting for the doctor. For children under age three in the state of Georgia, that program is called Babies Can't Wait. Each state has a similar program, but they have different names. Families can get in touch with Babies Can't Wait directly and ask for an evaluation to see if their child qualifies for therapy. Each local area has its own coordinator, so you can look online for Georgia Babies Can't Wait and find your local program. Then the Babies Can't Wait coordinator will get in touch with you and test what your child can do for their age, then help you connect to therapists if they're needed. Sometimes those therapists are in a clinic, and sometimes they will come to your home or to your child's daycare and help them learn in the setting where they're most comfortable. So families can call them directly. Yes. I always recommend talking with your doctor or nurse practitioner about any concerns because there may be other things they need to check as well. But yes, you can get in touch with Babies Can't Wait or another program called Children First independently. If you search for Georgia Children First, you can find your local coordinator who can help in your area. And if you don't want to call them, you can even just send your information online and they'll get in touch with you. So Babies Can't Wait covers from infants up to age three. Now, my question is, what happens when your child turns three years old? After age three, the local school system takes over to help provide therapy services if they're needed for your child. So even before your child is enrolled in school, you can contact that program, Children's First, and they will help connect you with an evaluation to decide if your child can get therapy through the school system. Some children will be able to get therapy at their Head Start or preschool program, and other families can just bring their child to the local school for appointments. When a child is already enrolled in school and the teachers notice a problem, they'll often talk with the family and see if they'd like to, the school to do an evaluation to decide if the child can get therapy through school. It's very helpful for families to be able to have these services through school, but if you have concerns, please don't wait until your child gets to school age since they need to be building those skills before they're trying to learn to read and write. Are there things that families can do at home to build a child's speech skills? Absolutely. When children are young, we start by reminding them to use words for what they want rather than just pointing or crying. When your child is playing, talk with them about what they're doing so that they can help hear the conversation and the extra words. And when you're doing video chats with family or when you're meeting with friends, check to see how much of your child's speech other people can understand, since parents often learn to understand their child's words because mm -hmm. they know them so well, and other people may not be understanding them as well. And, of course, reading to your child every day helps them learn to enjoy words and stories, as well as building their vocabulary. Well, here's a big question. What can families do to help a child get ready for reading? Well, you can start by playing games, like naming all the words you can think of that start with a certain sound, or making a game of breaking words into syllables and clapping with each syllable, like da-da, mama, baby, watermelon. Playing with the sounds of words like <laughs> yeah. that will make it easier for children to start the basics of reading. And like we mentioned earlier, reading to your child is a big part of preparing for school. One study showed that reading even two children's books with your child each day exposed them to over half a million more words by the time they started kindergarten. Wow. 
So it's important to spend time reading with your child, pointing to the pictures that go along with the words, talking about the story, pointing out words that rhyme, and most importantly, spending time together while doing it. And don't feel like you always need new books. Children often love to hear the same books over and over because they're excited that they know what will happen in the story. Encouraging this love of stories and books is so important to build their vocabulary, show them how to pronounce words correctly, and feel positive about school and learning later on. Dr. Brandt, what's one piece of advice that you would give to parents about speech issues? Well, I really hope families remember to watch how their child speaks and talk with their Babies Can't Wait coordinator or their doctor if they have any concerns. Also, spend time talking to your child about what they're doing and reading with them because those activities are so important to help them become ready for social conversations as well as learning. So basically two things. Talk with your pediatrician or your primary care provider about any concerns you have as early as possible and spend lots of time talking and reading with your child. That's great. Before you go, can you tell us about Anna Shaw Children's Institute? Great information, Dr. Brandt. Can you tell us about Anna Shaw Children's Institute? Sure. Anna Shaw Children's Institute is dedicated to the memory of Anna Sue Shaw, and it's a regional center for the care of children, birth to age 11, who experience the challenges of developmental delays. The institute opened in the spring of 2019, but plans for this incredible facility began years before. Part of the planning was conducted by the Anna Shaw Children's Institute Advisory Council. This council supplied ideas for many of the special features of the institute. The building was actually inspired by the style of a treehouse and reflects the beauty of the North Georgia mountains. Mm. Once inside, you'll experience the true magic of the Institute, the families and children and providers who join together as champions in this unique place. Well, now, we've learned a little bit about Anna Shaw Children's Institute, but can you tell me about some of the specific providers and services that are offered? The Institute's team includes another developmental behavioral pediatrician, as well as myself, and child psychologists, physical, occupational, speech and feeding therapists, and behavior analysts who provide many of the supports that we've been talking about. Evaluations are conducted at the Institute to understand each child's individual skill set and to identify the appropriate therapies to maximize the child's development. School and care navigators, dedicated institute employees are available to help support families through the diagnostic and treatment process and connect them to resources they may need in the community. Dr. Brandt, thank you so much for sharing all this great information with us. For more information about Anna Shaw Children's Institute, call 706-226-8900 or visit hamiltonhealth.com children. This program in no way seeks to diagnose or treat illness or to replace professional medical care. Please see your health care provider if you have a health problem. Thank you for listening to Health for Life, a presentation of Hamilton Healthcare System. 